Hello, and welcome back to Serious Census. I'm Linda Saunders, and I'm joined today by Tiffany Harding. And we've got a great topic for you. Um, super timely, uh, really something that as our industry, our landscape has redefined itself, that it, it just uh, dovetails with it really well. Uh, I have a feeling uh, that we're probably gonna lead into another one of our infamous two-part sessions, but we're gonna run with this right now and see where Tiffany takes us because we're gonna be starting out with growth under pressure. How do we maximize our occupancy, create that momentum, sustain that momentum under the pressure, under that stress, and how do we manage that? How do we uh, leverage and maximize it? And ultimately, how do we get those great results and still empower our team? So Tiffany, I'm gonna have you lead that off. Great, thanks Linda. So we know in its most positive form, pressure promotes growth. Where there is no pressure, there is no growth. We stay the same um, and our results, we get the same results yesterday as we, uh, or today as we got yesterday. So, but what happens when the pressure becomes too high and we have created this very high stress environment for our employees? Well, what happens is that rather than increasing the momentum, we counterintuitively decrease the momentum and immobilize our people. And we start to stifle the creativity that's needed to come up with new ideas and we trigger the fear for our employees to take on these initiatives if the stakes are too high. So then they become very ineffective. And as Linda mentioned, we wanna make sure that you're maximizing those efforts and getting those, those positive outcomes when applying pressure. So we're gonna give you a couple tips today to apply pressure in a positive way that will help you move those, the needle forward. Number one is gonna, is going to be bring along your team and have your teams be a part of the goal setting process. When Linda and I teach goal setting, we keep people in line in alignment with a process called master goal setting. And master stands for measurable, achievable, specific, time-based, energizing, and relevant. And if you can be very purposeful when you're setting your goals with your teams, then you're going to motivate them. They're going to self-motivate to achieve those because they were a part of that process. And so it's really important to bring them along at the very beginning of setting those goals and make sure that you're clearly relaying those goals out to everyone that is involved. So if you're going to set a growth goal for your facility, for your community, then make sure that you're communicating those goals all the way through every department, housekeeping, laundry, dietary, your nurse aides, your nurses. Make sure that everybody on board is aware of where they're going because it helps them to understand why pressure is being applied. It helps them understand what their purpose is and it gives them something to look forward to. Now, actually someone that Linda and I were just speaking with um, a couple weeks ago told us that they had this great idea for how they um, brought everybody on board with their goals. 
so this was an administrator and he talks about his experience and every single day he would go out and he would talk to the floor staff about what the goal is. He set three goals. And over time, everybody he ever asked knew exactly what the goal was. But then once they achieved the goal, the one big mistake that he made was that he never reset the goal. So make sure that when you're, you and your teams get to those goals, that you're resetting those goals. And we can talk more about goal setting in a different podcast as well. So the second tip that we have is about continuous coaching. Because we're applying that pressure and we want our teams to grow and we want people to be creative and inspired and we want them to move the needle forward, it is our job as leaders to help them grow, to continue their education, and to feel more confident in their decision-making process. So we want to make sure that we're always doing some form of coaching. Now, I always recommend that you keep some sort of coaching form and that just like with the goals, that you are including them in their coaching um, plan. So what is it? I always suggest, hey, here are a list of things I think we could do coaching on, pick five. And then every month you pick one of those five and you continue on. Now you have a five month coaching process. So just make sure that you're continuously educating and growing your people. And maybe it's not you that's personally doing the coaching. Linda and I do a ton of coaching with sales teams um, across the country. So it is Um, You know, sometimes it's great to get an outside look or, you know, call in an expert to uh, to push for for coaching and and growth. And I'd like to interject on that, if I could, Tiffany, Um, especially, too, as it relates to even even sometimes your higher ups. You know, you could be working for a corporation and you're reporting to numerous other bosses or getting lots of different directives or administrators and EDs, you know, they're not taught necessarily how to coach their, their marketing folks or their sales folks, because we're, we're a little different animal because they're working with a lot of the direct operations. So they, they sometimes skirt around it or they just don't feel comfortable with it. So those elements of coaching are really important. And I want to make sure that when we're saying coaching, this is not like if you were doing a PIP plan or you've got issues that are relating to someone and you're, you know, you're trying to have a paper trail from a pre-disciplinary standpoint. These are not that. These are cool, teachable moments. And sometimes that coaching is, is like in a group format. You might have a team of, you know, three or four people and you're coaching all of them, or it could be one particular individual that you're going to be investing that time in that you're moving them Uh, very mindfully, as Tiffany pointed out, outside that comfort zone to stretch their skills. You know, there's a lot of folks that are out there right now uh, that are in our landscape that no one will beat them up any worse than they will to themselves. If it relates to missing a target, not quite uh, implementing a strategy and monitoring it along the way to get those desired results, or just missing something by sheer volume of the work that you're doing. So sometimes it's, it's coaching the person and saying, Hey, look, yeah, you know, what did we learn from this and letting them know it's okay to dust it off and that we're not going to be beating them up too bad. We recognize what it is. And I'll even say to them, you know, I'm not going to beat you up any worse than you're going to do it to yourself. So 
you know, go through that process, whatever it is, then forgive yourself and let's pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and move forward because we can do this. And, and this is, this is such a dynamic, ever changing industry in a human business that it, there's going to be those times where we just sort of mis, misgage it. And one plus one doesn't always add up to two. It's not always logical. It's, it's got emotion behind it and other types of factors. So I, I really believe in that, that constant ongoing coaching. And also it means coaching your boss too. They need coaching as well. And so giving the person that I report to, you know, feedback on how we can work better together or how they can manage me or how they can help me get the results that ultimately they want to is vital. I'll turn that back to you, Tiffany. I didn't mean to go on my soapbox quite that long. <laughs> That's absolutely great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, and the last piece of this is about recognition and accountability. There needs to be a balance between two of them, um, between the two of them. You know, you don't want to recognize um, every single, oh, great, you, you know, showed up to work on time every day. Like that's, um, you know, you don't want to over recognize um, some of those smaller um, accomplishments and because we don't want to take away it's, it's luster. So we want to make sure that when we're that we are recognizing achievements, but it's the right ones. It's relevant to the goals um, that keeps those goals energizing um, and, and keeps people moving forward uh, rather than recognizing um, just the everyday stuff. But then the other piece of that is accountability. And honestly, Linda and I feel so strongly about accountability. Um, you know, look for another podcast on accountability um, and we'll dive a little bit deeper into that because it's just such a huge piece um, of, you know, moving people forward. And it's also a delicate process, um, you, you know, especially when you're dealing with the humanistic piece of this, uh, you know, accountability is, is a very delicate process. So, but, it, you know, one thing we want you to keep in mind for today's um, pressure uh, you know, podcast is that nothing demotivates a great employee, like faster than watching you tolerate a bad one. And I love that saying, because, you know, if you're sitting around, you're working your butt off and, and you're doing all the, the things, but yet your counterpart is sitting there and they're slacking off and they're treated exactly the same then they're going to start to re reduce their standards. And so you certainly don't want to demotivate other great employees by not holding bad employees accountable. And again, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk more about that in another podcast as well. So, and then lastly, just make sure that your awards are achievable. If you have a commission structure or bonus program, um, make sure that it's something that can be achieved. I remember, uh, you know, 17 years ago, starting out as a as an admissions coordinator and uh, sitting there looking at my bonus program for the company I worked for, and I knew it was never going to be achievable. So it was never a piece of my um, my motivation. You know, there were other factors that kept me motivated to move forward. Um, but it was never something that I ever even bothered looking at because I knew that it was just so out of reach um, that it was not something that motivated me. 
So make sure that you're being very mindful. If you're going to use a bonus program, if you're going to use a commission structure, that you're using it in a way that truly does drive the results that you want as an organization. Well, and I'd like to add on that too, that I really like to have team members be a part of creating that as well. When, when Tiffany was talking about, hey, have your team be a part of developing the plans, developing the goals. If you're going to embark on a commission structure of some sort, um, whatever that is, whether it's, it's within the, the skilled assisted or, or senior living environment, I do like to have folks involvement in that because they take on more ownership and they can um, operationalize it and look at the incremental steps to reaching those goals. And, and I think even too, you know, Tiffany, that even warrants um, a podcast in itself to address these commission structures because you know, they're kind of not talked about or it's behind the scenes. People say, well, hey, do you do this? Don't you? Like, it's real secretive. And, you know, there's, there's some organizations that, that, that go full force. There's others that choose not to based on their uh, philosophy. So I, I would like to at least, you know, at, at a future time, address those, um, have it, have it um, align with what we're talking about today and, and have it be something that we're a little bit more open about because it is certainly prevalent. And as we're coming into some new challenges today, I think that uh, it, it, it warrants looking at those again because how those may have been designed in the past may not be uh, reachable, motivating, or, or empowering now uh, based on previous standards or formats. Uh, Absolutely. So, and, and I would also encourage our viewers, you know, Tiffany pointed out on the master training, if, if you have interest in that, if you'd like to see how that rolls out and, and um, how, we've, how we've put that together, please do reach out to us. Um, this, was a, this was a fun topic. Again, we're gonna lead into accountability. Uh, next time, remember accountability means you're answerable. We're all answerable to a lot of entities. Um, in closing, do call us. Um, we are at 614-582-6733. And again, that's 614-582-6733. Um, Tiffany Harding and Linda Saunders. And we're gonna end with a, a song that Tiffany selected. Um, it's a long song, so it probably won't be playing the whole time, but, but a really good one. Um, it is Under Pressure, and it's a combination of Queen and David Bowie. So until next time, uh, we will see you again, and we'll go with Growth Under Pressure Part 2, Accountability. <laughs>